Welcome to another Calvary Baltimore B-Side with our senior pastor, Josh Plantholt. B-Sides are a companion to the weekly sermon, giving an in-depth look behind the teaching. Now with running commentary to complement this week's sermon, here's Pastor Josh. Welcome to B-Sides, uh, Revelation chapter 14, verse 12. Uh, and so this is our second B-Side today. Uh, Revelation 14, verse 12. Let's hop in here. And before we get into verse 12, uh, I want to show you the structure of this here. <clears throat> Yay! Um, can you see this okay? Yeah, you can see it. Um, so this is, this is the third messenger the third uh, angel, of course, Angelos messenger. Oh, oh, sorry, Angelos messenger. All right, so let's and you'll you'll notice here we have an A, B, A, B structure here, uh, and so I, I want to read this for us. Uh, so Revelation fourteen, starting at verse nine, A. And another angel, a third, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, um, what we're seeing here in this first grouping is worship and devotion. So we have worship in that they worshiped, and devotion is that, if you remember from earlier in Revelation, uh, the beast is going to say that everyone who believes in him and wants to participate in his system must receive the mark on their forehead. And so not only are they worshiping the beast, they are also keeping his commandments by receiving his commandments. Uh, verse 10, B, new section. He also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest. Hell is not something... You know what? I'm pausing here. Hell is not something that ends. A lot of people think God's going to throw someone people into hell. They're going to burn up and be annihilated. They're going to burn up and disappear. If you read the Bible honestly, if you read today's this text honestly, that's not the way that it is. Hell is going for, it says their torment goes up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night. If they were to burn up, right, uh, Okay, maybe the maybe the smoke goes up forever and ever, which doesn't make any sense. But let's just say that it does. And uh, how do you explain no rest? <laughs> that there is no there is no annihilation. That this is forever and ever and ever. Uh, day or night, these worshippers of the beast and its image, and whoever receives the mark of its name. So. We have worship and devotion in our first A, in, uh, verse 9, and now we have in our B, verses 10 through 11, uh, we have punishment. Those who worship and are devoted to the beast uh, will receive this punishment. They will be tormented with fire, smoke forever 
no rest. Okay? Now, new section of our third message. A, verse 12. Here is a call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep God's commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. We have worship and we have devotion. Same exact thing. We have, we have faithful followers of the beast up here, and we have faithful followers of God, of God here. So the A's are the same. Second section, B, verse 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this, blessed are they that die, who uh, are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the spirit, that they may rest from their labors for their deeds, follow them. So just like those who are faithful to the beast, how they receive their reward, which is a punishment, here we see that those who are faithful to, to God, uh, they will also receive their reward. And again, this is blessing. This is the same, uh, blessed here is the same word, uh, used in Matthew chapter five for the, in the Beatitudes. Blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the, the kingdom of God, right? Same blessed here. Uh, and what I want you to notice, not only do we have an ABAB structure, but, but there's lots of inner, interplay here. Um, uh, you know, the, 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 the emphasis here is on, uh, those who keep the commandments. We have, we have received the mark. Here we have, you know, commandments here, but the bees really stick out to me. We have no rest for those who follow the beast forever. We have rest for those who follow, uh, the Lord from now on. We have those who die here. Same thing. When, when these people die, the, the bee, uh, they will then, they are going to die and be tormented forever and ever. Uh, we, we have at the end of this, these worshipers of the beast in the image and whoever received the mark of his name, there is their deeds. Uh, the spirit here talks about, uh, they may rest from their labors and deeds who follow them. So these two really work together and the whole, <clears throat> the whole point to this, this, grouping the third message and section is we must choose who we will serve. Do we want to serve and follow Satan or do we want to serve and follow the triune God? Uh, and God, the third messenger here, plain as day, clear as day, lays out the two different rewards for who you decide to follow. If you decide to follow Satan, the beast, you see what your reward's going to be, eternal fire. If you follow the Lord, the triune God, again, there's the Trinity uh, in, in, in here. We see God, we see Jesus, we see the Spirit. Those who follow the Trinity, they will receive their reward. They will be rewarded for their deeds. They will be given eternal rest. They will give, be given the presence of God. Uh, so we see very much, choose this day whom you will serve. Now, uh, <clears throat> the way that these B-sides are structured is that I take some notes from the text uh, that I didn't share in my Sunday sermon and use them here. The problem is, <laughs> in the Greek, I, I literally taught two words. 
uh, of course, uh, the the Greek uh, uh, here, and then the the second word in the Greek is hupaname. It's endurance. Uh, so in English, it's here is the call for the endurance of the saints. You know, that's that's what I taught. Uh, and so, because I really taught two words uh, in, in the Greek, I don't really have many notes left. <laughs> I mean, I could make another teaching if I start pulling from other portions of Scripture. Uh, but as far as pulling, extracting from this text, I, I don't have too much. But one of the things I was thinking about, uh, as in my preparatory phase of, of getting all this together for you guys on Sunday, um, was the tulip. <laughs> If you've ever spent any amount of time uh, in Reformed theology or Reformed circles, odds are you've heard of the term TULIP. TULIP being an acronym for T, total depravity, uh, that man is born in sin. U, uh, being unconditional election, that God chose some to be saved and not others. We kind of saw that on Sunday in John 17, uh, that he says, I do not pray for those who are in the world, but only those that you have given me. Uh, L, limited atonement, that Jesus' death saved only the believer and not the non-believer. So when Jesus died, he didn't die for the Muslim, the Buddhist, and the atheist. He, he, he died for all people, but in the sense that they also have to come to believe in him. We're, we're not universalists. Uh, I, irresistible grace, that when God chooses you, it is irresistible and cannot be uh, rejected. And then P, uh, to finish the tulip, is perseverance of the saints. Now, whatever you feel about the tulip, good or bad, and uh, the P, the, the, the P in tulip, the, the perseverance of the saints, is built upon verses in the Bible, such as verse 12 in today's passage, that uh, a true believer, a, a, a saint, a child of God endures and perseveres to the end. And of all the fighting that occurs over the tulip, the peace seems to be one of the least fought over, as is it's so clearly biblical. Um, and here's the point as we think of the P, the, the perseverance of the saints especially as we look at verse 12, hupanami, endurance, the, the church, it is foundational to Christian living to constantly be pressing on and persevering. We need to press on through any and all storms. And so I don't have much to say here except to just be pastoral and and say, if you're tired, I'm sorry. But some of the most exhausting, difficult trials are ones that never seem to end. Especially if you've had health issues that linger for a long time or mental health issues or... You got a kid that just can't get it together. As hard as that is, you just have to press on. There's no, there's no other option. There's no other good option. Press on. What else do you have? Remember in 
when 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 the Jesus started saying hard things to the disciples and the great multitudes started to leave and and the disciples were saying it's hard and Jesus says are you going to leave me too and the disciples say lord where would we go why would we leave you where <laughs> where else could we possibly go now that we know you and that needs to be in us it's sown in us, ingrained in us. God, I'm tired, but where would I go? You are my good shepherd. You are my Lord, and I will not leave you. And so I must keep walking. I must press on. And if you're sick, press on. And you're discouraged. Being discouraged for long seasons of time is terrible. But you must press on. You know, find people to press on with, but press on. And you're depressed, you're anxious, press on. Press on. Keep moving, keep striving, keep contending. Jesus said in Matthew 6, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek God. Press on towards the upward call of Christ, because he who gets the Son gets everything. If you have Christ, if you have Christ, you may not have that dream job. You may not have the approval of the world. You may not get high like you want to or whatever it is. But if you have Christ, you have an advocate before the Father. You have peace with God. You have a caretaker who shepherds you. You have a savior, and you will be provided for. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. As we persevere... God preserves. As we persevere, as we press on, as we, as Jesus says in Matthew 6, as we seek him, God provides. He preserves. 
he rains fresh manna. He gives greater measures. He sends blessings. We do not need to be anxious about this. As long as we are pressing on and seeking God and his righteousness, so trying to obey the commands that he has given us, he will provide. Know that. You must know that. And when you forget it, not learn it again. <laughs> he will provide. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you for our time together this morning. We thank you for your word and your kindness. We thank you that you take care of us and look out for us. God, we pray for that you would be with those in the church who are struggling. God, I um, I don't know if I'm allowed to, what I'm supposed to say or how much I'm supposed to say, but I, I do want to pray for Diane and uh, the, the uh, all that she has going on right now. What a heavy thing this is. Uh, and God, I pray for Rob Picard, and, uh, his cancer. And God, I pray for Christine and her cancer. Joe, God, with his uh, organ troubles. and God, I pray thank you for your healing. Angela, God, but continue to heal her. Be with Jolene, God, and, and her, her cancer. Be with those who struggle with anxiety and depression. God, we please, 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 please be with your people. Be with your people, God. Touch our church family and heal them. Be with us, God. And give us strength. Help us to have an urgency in our evangelism. and Help us to trust you fully and completely. And in Jesus' name, we pray these things. We love you, God. We thank you. Amen. I love you guys so much. I uh, better get going on with my day, though. For those of you that... um. Our in Harper County Bible study tonight, 6 a.m. or 6 a.m. 6 p.m. Uh, Abingdon. Love you. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this Calvary Baltimore B-Side. If you'd like to get in touch or come visit us at Calvary Baltimore, our website is calvarychapelbaltimore.org. You can email us at calvary.faithlife at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you've been blessed by today's teaching and would like to donate to the work that God is doing through Calvary Baltimore, go to our website at calvarychapelbaltimore.org and click Donate Now. Until next time, as Pastor Josh says, study the Word to live the Word to share the Word. And join us again for the next Calvary Baltimore B-Side.